With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Timmy Abbefe, on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside of the VEASAN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. Femi Bebefe hanging out here in Nevada. Michael Lombardi in the great state of New Jersey. And we have a fun show on tap for you guys over these next two hours. Make sure to tweet at us at VEASAN Live on Twitter. At M Lombardi NFL is where you can find Michael. At Femi Bebefe is where you can find me. Michael, how are we doing this morning? Uh, have you have you digested the six football doing, games that we saw yesterday? We're doing great. Yeah, it was a good afternoon. You know, it was kind of fun to watch. I, mm-hmm. I kind of was really disappointed in, in Frank Wright yesterday. Mm. I, I don't know what game he was watching. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish. But to me, I was really disappointed in, A, his offense, and, B, understanding the situation. He's got a rookie quarterback out there and he's letting them get the crap beat out of them because they mm-hmm. couldn't block the Jets front. And that was the that was the that was the Panthers starting offensive line. To me, of all the things that happened yesterday, Carolina's inability to be aware, Frank Wright's inability to be aware, and his lack of offensive acumen to me was some was really disappointing. Yeah, and I feel like that's kind of been the rap on Frank Reich that his teams tend to start a little bit slower. Even the good Colts teams that he had with Andrew Luck in his first year there and even the year with Phillip Rivers, like they started off a little slow then got rolling once we got into like late October or so. But maybe that's going to come here with the Carolina Panthers. But there was no physicality. There was no physicality. I mean, Matt Corral took a beating. You know, he got sacked four times. I mean, there was no physicality to the team. And, you know, they really struggled. I mean, Bryce Young only threw six passes for 21 yards. But still, I I was like, okay, you know, you got a second chance to correct the mistakes that occurred in Indianapolis. And I I didn't see that. I was really disappointed in that. Yeah, well, we'll get into that more in depth here. But let's set the table for what we have coming up over these next two hours. In 30 minutes, joining us, our first guest, Larry Holder. The NFL writer over at The Athletic. Larry has an expertise down there on the Bayou covering the Saints, but also covers the league from a national perspective. But we will hone in on Chiefs Saints. That is the first preseason game 
of the day. Then at 8.15 West Coast time, 11.15 Eastern, Jason Lockenfora, radio host in Baltimore, also NFL writer for the Washington Post. He'll join us to give us his thoughts on the Baltimore Ravens training camp. Also, maybe we'll get some Washington Commanders news from Jason Lockenfora there. Obviously, the Commanders being in the news this past week with Ron Rivera making the comments about Eric Bieniemy. Then at 11.30 Eastern, 8.30 Pacific time, Thomas Gable, race and sportsbook director at the Borgata. Michael, I met TG for the first time this past Friday. He was nice. in town in Las Vegas. So yeah. me and TG have met. He was I know, looking he was sharp. Roaming he was around there. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was good to I finally meet it. TG. Uh, so uh, we will talk with TG coming yeah. up in hour number two. But Michael, let's start with what we saw yesterday in the Midway. Soldier mm. Field, Chicago Bears oh, taking on the Tennessee Titans. I, really I see the smile on your face. I see the smile on your face. You were, I'm sure, happy to see. Because I told you yesterday, you said that you were not going to be able to watch the game live. And I said, I will text you updates on what's happening. I ended up tweeting you an update of what happened. And just one play of the series there for the Chicago Bears offense. And it was a good start is what <laughs> I tweeted for the Fields More connection that has everyone excited uh, in Chicago. Uh, 68 yards to the house. Let's go Bears. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, I, I would love for you. I would love for Twitter Femi to walk into Al Davis's office and try to <laughs> proclaim those three passes as progress. Oh, my gosh. I would love that. Like, I, I love I got a tweet there. Somebody said that Al would say the, the backup assistant equipment manager could have completed all those passes. True. He could have. You know, like, look. Uh, I, I, DJ Moore made a great catch. It wasn't a good throw on the first one. And he made a great run. And then Herbert made a great run. So, like, mm -hmm. let's temper things down. Uh, you know what got lost in the whole thing? As you are sitting there sticking your chest out for Justin Fields and pounding it and pretending that that was really good. The reality of the game was the first string defense for the Chicago Bears got torched, mm -hmm. got smoked by the Tennessee Titans and Malik Willis. I mean, think about it. The opening drive of the game was embarrassing. I mean, they just marched the ball right down the field, and, and the Bears were playing their guys. The Bears were playing their guys. They went 12 plays, 80 yards, went right down the field and scored. And Malik Willis actually looked improved to me mm -hmm. from where he was last year. It wasn't great, but it was improved. Yeah. So I, I was really impressed with that. If I were a Bears fan, and I'm sitting there counting on, you know, and, and they had the broadcast on, and I'm counting on Billings and Jones and, you know, Edwards and all these new guys that they put in there. Now, they didn't have Edmonds in there at linebacker, but they just smoked them. They went right down the field. And that was a problem to me. Yeah, well, And this is why I, mean, I know you've always been making fun of me saying that I got these Fields MVP tickets and Bears to the Super Bowl and all that no, stuff. There. We, 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 we don't have, the way you acted we, we yesterday – <laughs> The way you the way you behaved on Twitter yesterday was clearly an indication that you have them. I mean, you're part of that Twitter universe. I mean, you're oh, part no. of that one play makes a play. I mean, if you're going to act was, like a fan, get pom-poms, get your T-shirt out. You it was, know, it was, it was I'm two shocked touchdowns. you didn't wear your Justin Fields jersey today. I just want to – I mean, come on. Let's issue the correction. It was two I mean, touchdowns. Stetson it wasn't Bennett one touchdown. could have completed that. He did Stetson complete one Bennett could have completed those passes. The point is, I watched Stetson Bennett. He also tried to throw four interceptions in the he? first drive. So, like, I was watching that too. Yeah, 
<laughs> we'll get to the Rams a little bit later. My point is with Justin Fields, and my point has been this entire season that we're going to see the progress from Justin Fields. He's a quarterback that is ascending, but my issue with the Bears is the defense, like you highlighted. That's why I am not no, all in on no, the Chicago the progress Bears. For the, Justin issue Fields, the, Bears is the, defense. the progress for Justin Fields has to occur when it's a drop-back pass game and he's got to read it out. It's we'll not it. the quick game. It's yeah. not throwing a screen. It's not scrambling, making a run. Those plays he can make. Those mm -hmm. plays anyone can make. It's when you have to throw the football and you're sitting back there and you got to drive it down the field. Like, that's the game. That was no indication of progress. None. None at all. Like, that was no indication. Great. Three for three, perfect quarterback rating. Wonderful. I'm happy for him. But if you Are think you? that was progress... <laughs> I, no, I am. I've been saying, I've been saying all along, Femi, that that let Justin lower the expectations. Let him get good before you put him in the MVP conversation. No, but I, naturally, yesterday, your group, the posse that you have with Danny O and Emil, Emmanuel Acho, all those guys, you know, you got the meeting together. You guys are like the Warren Commission. You all got together, and you here comes your story. My it's posse. facts. It's it's like the Warren Commission. It's not factual, but you have your story. I didn't say that he was ready to be the MVP. I just said, hey, we're off to a good start on this connection. And I, I even gave the Bears playmakers some credit. And this is what we've been talking about, that this can be an explosive offense. Now, you're saying that, okay, we didn't see him go through the drop-back game and all of that stuff. I mean, is it not explosive? Explosive uh, 40, 43 yards I mean, per attempt? On. Is that not right. explosive? Let me ask you this question. What, what do you want him to do? Where to was DJ Moore last year for, for, the, for Baker Mayfield? Like, where was he? Like, DJ Moore's a good player. Yeah. All I heard yesterday, number one, like, DJ Moore's a good player. He's not an elite player. No, he's a good player. They're gonna, somebody's going to take him out of the game. Game. He's a good player. There's no question. You yeah. want him on your team. 100%. There's no doubt. But to, but to, to, you know, like, look, they're gonna be. There's gonna be games. You gotta have a game plan. You throw a bubble screen and the guys miss 17 tackles. I mean, come on. Credit the runner, mm -hmm. right? Credit the yards after the catch. I, I don't think the ball traveled more than eight yards in his hand oh, yesterday at, in the you. three passes. Look at you. you, you, you you're Mr. I don't think you're, it did. You're a dot, Mr. A dot over here. Air yards. Is that your middle name well, over I mean, here? Look. look <laughs> I mean, MVP Mitch could have done the same thing, you know, and I'm sure you were on that MVP Mitch train too, like all the Bears fans were. We'll see. Give it time. Let's we'll see, see when he could do it in a game, when people are blitzing, when people are coming after him. I mean, we saw that with Anthony Richardson yesterday, yep. right? Anthony Richardson, when the game had to speed up, when McDermott called a couple blitzes, it struggled. He struggled. Now he hung in there. He held his poise, you know, but this is going to be a work in progress. Let's not forget about that. No, it will be. Uh, and my thing with Fields is that we're, we're going to see it. And I, I've said it all offseason. We're going to see it come fall, and then you'll have to issue your apology to Justin Fields and my posse, and we'll go from there. But we're, we're going to see it. Yeah. Just, uh, just you wait on it. Just we're going to see it. what I, I'm telling you, and then I want you to make sure that when he doesn't do what you think he can do, that you issue the apology to oh. my posse. Because most of the people in my posse are from the league. Like, nobody believes it. It's just like the Trey Lance contingency. Mm -hmm. Like, because he's starting today, people actually think he's going to be the backup quarterback. Let oh, me no, say something very clearly here now. Let me say something very clearly here now. There is no chance he's the backup quarterback. There is no chance, okay? Like, it's not good. No matter what you read about in San Francisco, no matter what you hear about in San Francisco, it's not good. He will be the third, and I don't know what they're going to do. In fact... They got to fix it 
to where it's going to become better. And I'm just telling you, there's a narrative out there that gets carried away. The Fields narrative gets carried away. The Lance narrative gets carried away. You know, it's sometimes, you know, Lamar Jackson can't get his narrative carried away. Some guys can't. Those two guys seem to have it. And I'm just telling you right now, on August, whatever the date is, 12th? 13th. The 13th. There is no chance Lance is the backup quarterback. Zero. I mean, there's no arguments from me on Trey Lance. I mean, we saw when they signed Sam Darnold, we proclaimed here on this show and on the podcast that it was over for, for Trey Lance. Honestly, this is the reason why it's starting, in my opinion, and correct me if I'm wrong, this to me feels like a showcase to say if, if Lance plays well, maybe we can get somebody to make the phone call that we've always been waiting for since we put out the 1-800 number I, back in April. I, I, don't th- I, don't think, I don't think, based on what's talked about around the league, I don't think anybody's going to fall for it. I really don't. Mm. I really don't. I don't think any coach is going to fall for it. Now, personnel guys, Adam Peters maybe fell for it. John Lynch fell for it. I don't think so. This is, look, it's unfortunate for Lance. He hasn't played. Today, he'll get a chance to play. It's all backups in San Francisco versus the Raiders. Mm -hmm. So, like, again, I can just tell you, based on practices, there is no chance. Mm. So the Niners just going to have to eat it? We'll, we'll talk about this on the other side, as well as the other I'm games. Sure they'll have a PR, I'm sure they'll have a PR campaign for it. 1-800-LANCE. <laughs> we'll be back. It's Lombardi Live. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe, on VSEN, the sports betting network. Become a VSEN Pro subscriber today and get a daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSEN.com slash picks page. 
sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VEASAN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI and see which VEASAN expert has the hot hand. For VEASAN Pro picks, betting splits, power ratings, plus 24-7 video access, become a VEASAN Pro subscriber today. Sign up today for only $19. Excellent deal. You'll get $19 for your first month at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. We're presented by BetMGM. Michael Lombardi out in New Jersey. Femi Abebefe hanging out here in downtown Las Vegas. 15 minutes from now, we will welcome in Larry Holder, NFL writer for The Athletic. We'll talk some Saints and the Chiefs. That's a little bit later on today in about three hours over there at the Superdome. But, uh, Michael, before we continue forward with some of today's games, I want to react to what we saw yesterday. We talked about the Bears game, Justin Fields, and all that stuff. We'll have more thoughts on that on the GM Shuffle podcast tomorrow morning. Make sure you check that out oh, in your yeah, podcast sure feed. Oh, we will. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, we will. This was just an appetizer, buddy. The entree comes tomorrow morning. Uh, but – Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's get into the Indianapolis Colts because oh my God. Our, our guy, Elliot's guy, man. I, I, Anthony Richardson, Michael, I, I saw some of those throws that he was making out there, and he did have the mistake on the first drive, the interception. I saw that, and, and people said that there were some blown assignments there, but he compounded it, which is not what you want to see from a quarterback, but he's a young quarterback. Those guys tend to make mistakes, but there were some throws that he made where it's like, oh, Okay, like this is why he was picked fourth overall. Like, and we we know the talent is there, but I I, th- I thought there was a lot to leave to be excited about with with uh, Anthony Richardson in his first game with the Colts. Well, I mean, it's under construction, right? He's a work in progress, and, and I I would think that anything that you saw would would attune to that. What I was a little disappointed with watching him was, you know, he is so big, he is so mm-hmm. big that I didn't see his speed or quickness. He didn't have that Lamar Jackson feel to him when he was running the football. You know, he's more of a power runner than he is, I'm going to beat you with my quickness. Mm. He's going to run over people. And that worries me. It worries me because can he stay healthy doing this, right? He's got more of Josh Allen's style of play than Lamar Jackson. Mm -hmm. Okay? I think he's closer to Josh Allen in terms of play, accuracy, size, unbelievable arm strength than he is to Lamar Jackson, which is elusive and just burst speed. Now, we know he can run fast and all that, but you don't feel that on the field. So, look, I think we're, he's a work in progress. What we tend to overlook at overlook is the fact that these players declare who they are when they start to play, and the opponents declare what they think and how they start to play them. And sometimes it takes 20 games. Not sometimes, it does. It takes 20 games before. Why was Baker Mayfield so successful early in his career and now he can't and now he's struggling? Because he's declared who he is and the opponents declared how to play him and he can't modify that. He can't change that. And so it takes time before. But look, Richardson's got great size, got great arm, but it's Josh Allen not Lamar Jackson. So with that thought, because I had this conversation with Mike Pritchard, our VEASAN NFL analyst, played nearly a decade in the league, and he said that he thought that early on Richardson could have success, almost kind of what you're saying here, that before he sort of declared himself within those first 20 games, maybe defenses don't really know how to play him. Like, I'm assuming he's going to end up being their week one starter because you see him starting here in this competition right now to start off the preseason. Let's see what happens in week two. But like early on, like let's say the first month, are you thinking that the Colts could have even more success than people think just because teams are still trying to no, figure him out? No. You don't think so? No, I, I think what you saw – no, I think McDermott was pretty clear at what he was trying to do. He was going to try to speed the game up for mm-hmm. him. McDermott was smart. McDermott knows Richardson's 
if he has time and he can give him the time to process, it's good. So what he did was he, you know, he ran the second play, he ran that blitz over there, and, you know, he caught him, and he kind of, I don't want to say panicked, but he had to rush his game. Yeah. Then they ran another stun inside, and Milano came through because the back had him, and he had to throw the ball away. So I, I think there's going to be, I think because he's not as elusive as people suspect, they're going to demand that he throws the ball accurately. That's what Josh Allen was able to do. You know, you could attack Josh Allen, hard to get him on the ground, but you weren't afraid of him completing the passes. You would say, okay, he's just going to overthrow and make a bad throw. I think that's what it's going to be. And I think Richardson's going to get pressure early in his career, and that's going to be really hard. The speed of the game is going to be hard this year for Richardson mm-hmm. to catch up to. So Richardson said earlier during training camp that he's added eight to twelve pounds of muscle over the offseason, and it, like it looked like it, didn't it? Because yeah. like he's, I think he's planning to play around two fifty, played around two forty when he was back at Florida. Yeah, he did not look as elusive at Florida as he was at Florida. To me, this is not a knock. Okay, this mm-hmm. is just a scouting report, right? Yeah. I don't want people to take it like, oh, Lombardi's just anti. No, I love. I thought Anthony Richardson had he gone back to school could have won the Heisman. I mean, I understand he ended up being the fourth pick of the draft, so why go back to school? But he is a work in progress, and you know that when you take him. And the work that's going to evolve is going to require the Colts just kind of have to live and breathe with it. It's going to be a simple offense. They're going to have to really spend a lot of time working on their blitz protection because they know people are going to come after him. But his size is is really impressive. He's big. The fact is that – you you got you know he's going to take some hits because he's so damn big. He's like Ben Roethlisberger, really, in a sense. Yeah, it's it's he's an impressive physical specimen. But like you mentioned, like it, it, we didn't see like the burst that we saw with some of those highlight runs out there at Florida. What did you make of the the throw to Alec Pierce there on that corner route that he like just dropped it right in the bucket there? Pierce didn't really hang on to it, but I thought it was a terrific throw with tight yeah, coverage. No, no, I mean, look, I, I think there's certainly posit- positives that you can draw from it. Right. And, you know, he's going to again, he's just going to need to get more and more reps. And what you have to do if you're Shane Steichen is you've got to anticipate what you're going to face early in the season so that you can prepare him for it. Right. Because if you're the defensive coordinator, you're going against them. You're sitting there saying, OK, I want him to prove to me that he can make throws under pressure and that his mechanics will stay perfect and his fundamentals will stay perfect while the pressure's heating up. It's like a golf swing, Femi. Mm. If you get rushed in a golf swing, you hook it, you slice it, the ball, you know, you don't hit it correctly. So the speed, the pressure is going to be something that I think. And, you know, they're going to have to use him in the run game. I mean, he, you know, he had two carries yesterday for, for seven yards. So they're going to have to use him more in the run game. And I think you'll see some of that. So is there a cause for concern as we switch gears here to talk Panthers, Jets, and Bryce Young's debut? Is there a cause for concern about this Carolina offensive line based on what you saw? I know you hinted at the lack of sort of physicality up front there, Bryce Young being hit, but is this something that you think is really going to be problematic in the regular season? Well, let's go back to Frank Wright at Indianapolis, right? They had a good offensive line. And then by the end of the by the end of his tenure there, that offensive line fell apart. Now James yeah. Campen is a really good line coach. He stayed on at Carolina last year. He was there, and I'm sure today when he's watching this tape, he's embarrassed. You know because what happens is it's one thing to have your starting line go against the backup line of the Jets. You know you should be able to handle that, but they couldn't. The speed of the game, 
I, I, I'm concerned about is Wright going to be a tough guy? Is Wright going to be a physical coach? Because that's what they lost at Indianapolis. He didn't hold players accountable. We've heard this, right? Nobody was held accountable. Nobody was sto- toeing the line. You know, and Carolina looked like they were not prepared to play in that game. There was no physicality, whereas you watch them at the end of the year when they rushed for 350 yards against the Detroit Lions or when they went into New Orleans and found a way to win that game. You didn't see that level of toughness. Now, it's early. Mm-hmm. I thought Bryce Young was really smart, his decision-making, but he got hit quite a bit. Even on completed passes, yeah. he got the crap beat out of them. So it's gonna, they're going to have to do a better job of protecting them. They're going to have to do a better job of getting that line to the level we think it is because they could be a really good team. Zach Wilson, are you seeing improvements there? 14 of 20, 123 in a touchdown? You know, I, I, would, I would be surprised if Zach Wilson couldn't play good in this setting. I, I've mm-hmm. said this and I wrote this in a column. You know, like individual numbers in the preseason, to me, don't do anything, right? Mm-hmm. You know, to me, it's it's really about the team. I, I think with the Jets, you know, the Jets left guard in the game. I mean, he just got destroyed in that game, uh, you know, the backup offensive guard. And it was good to see that they actually played. You know, I saw Becton in the game. And I'm going to watch the tape today. They put Billy Turner over at left tackle in this game to start, which is mm, interesting, yeah. right? They didn't start Becton. They put Billy Turner over there. So, you know, I, I, I think for the Jets – to be able to go in there and run the football effectively like they did against the Panthers, who really, you know, they only played their guys. The I saw Derek Brown in the first series, and that was it. But it, back to Wilson, you know, look, Wilson should play well if he has protection because he's an experienced player in the preseason. Yeah, no, he was a, a another solid performance from Zach Wilson, but, I mean, it's hard to kind of take away and say that, hey, this is like the greatest thing ever, but – um, maybe he ends up reviving his career. Hopefully he does. I mean, like the, the, the lows were really low last regular season, so I'm hoping that he can kind of get this thing turned around again because you want to see him at least well, last, la- Yeah. I mean, last year he, he ran the ball the first play of preseason or the third play of preseason. He hurt his knee. He was right. out for the summer. So, you know, this is good reps for him to get. 100%. We'll break down some other games from last night. I want to talk to Michael about the Philadelphia Eagles. Jalen Carter, I mean, my goodness. <laughs> Just how did he fall to number 10? But on the other side, Larry Holder of The Athletic joins us here on the Lombardi Line. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abebefe on VSEN, the sports betting network. It's football season, and bettors know that this is when the money is made. Nobody knows football like VEASAN, and now is the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and NFL guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up today for $199. You'll receive both guides and full VEASAN access all the way through the Super Bowl or Join us for $19 for your first month and see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is the Lombardi Line. We are presented by BetMGM rolling along on a Sunday morning. Hope everyone's weekend has been fun. Uh, Let's continue, Michael, to have our discussion on what we saw last night in the preseason. And I want to start with the Eagles-Ravens game because – um, as a Dallas Cowboys fan, I saw one snap of Jalen Carter, and I said, oh, dear, 
uh, this this guy is something else. I mean, I love you about you, Femi. All it takes is one play. I mean, it's like you're like the fish that goes around and just takes that bait, right? He goes against Ben bait. Cleveland and he and he runs a club move and he gets inside. Okay, great job, you know. But like one play doesn't really make it. I would be a little bit, you know, okay, I think he's going to be a really good player. I, you know, I thought he was the best player in the draft. But exactly. I'm not reacting that way. I, I think it's going to take, you know, we'll see when the cop. One thing about preseason, mm-hmm. I, I know this is hard to believe. It's really about the level of competition. It's yeah. about who are they playing against and how. That's what makes what I said about the Bears defense concerning mm-hmm. because they were going against a backup quarterback and Hopkins wasn't on the field, and their better receivers weren't, and neither was Derrick Henry, and yet they drove the ball down the field. I tend to watch the substitution patterns, even though it's almost impossible because these preseason games are infomercials for the teams. (laughs) You know, you got to interview somebody. You got to talk about how many free agents make the team. You got to talk about how great the front office. You know, it's infomercial. Mm -hmm. So, you, you know, the only way you really get to see it is watch the tape, and I'll watch it today, but... You know, I think he's going to be great. But once again, you know, is Ben Cleveland going to be the guy he goes against every week? I don't know. I mean, there's some Ben Clevelands that are out there starting in the NFL, though. Like, not everybody has Zach right. Martin, you know. But but there's also going to be some thing called protection, right? Yeah. So there's scheme protections, you know. And in, in preseason games, we may decide to slide the center away from Jalen Carter because we're just working on the protections, when during the regular season, we're going to scheme to the player. And so I think that's kind of really which becomes important. Look, I think Jalen Carter is going to be great. I thought the Eagles' execution in that game was really good. Mm-hmm. I thought they took the opening drive, their offensive line. Mariota made plays with his feet, which is what he, what, what he does. You know, he missed some easy throws, which is what he does. Kind of, to me, the game was a, a composite of who Mariota is. He's really athletic. He's really talented. But at the end of the day, there's a couple things he does that you just don't like. And, mm. you know, but he let him down. to. They had three drives when he was in there, and he got they tried three field goals, made one, miss, made two, missed one. Yeah. No, I mean, I thought Mariota, for a backup quarterback, I mean, he's fine. Like, that's, I think, what you're going to get from a backup guy there. Uh, the Eagles' run game, though, I mean, we saw Rashad Penny, their free agent pickup. We saw DeAndre Swift who they acquired on, I think it was Saturday of the NFL draft, that one. Uh, Swift made a nice move on a run where he had like a 22-yard run or so. You saw some of the talent there. Now, Swift's thing is, can he stay healthy? That's kind of one of the reasons why that he's always been available for these teams to go ahead and trade for. But um, I thought Philadelphia, like you said, like they executed pretty well. The run game, I thought, was pretty crisp. And, I mean, there's a reason why they're one of the Super Bowl favorites. You know, it's a pretty deep roster, and it's well put together. Well, and, and they, they started back up. All the linemen were backups, you know, and that's mm-hmm. what you want. You want your backups to execute and have successful drives. Now, they got pressure. Baltimore got pressure on Mariotti. He was able to scramble. They lost contain, and he went out there and scrambled. But to me, what, you were, what you're looking for in preseason, besides the individual accolades that seem to entice you the most, is you're looking for execution, right? You're looking for how well does the team execute? Can they make plays? And I thought Philadelphia mm-hmm. could. You know, I think having 17 incomplete passes is not typically what Philly does in terms of their execution when they put McGee in the game. So Baltimore did not cover. So those of you who went ahead and bet Eagles plus five and a half Eagles plus four and all that stuff. Congratulations to you. You went ahead and won your bets, but Baltimore did 
extend their preseason win streak. I think we're up to 26 now, I believe, or whatever it is. Like, yeah. I think they just cannot lose a preseason game. And I thought it was actually a pretty well-played preseason game, all things considered, with both it, teams going at it. It there. was. I thought it was pretty good. It was, it was nice it, to see. It was but, fun yeah. to watch. I mean, you know, we have Zay Flowers on the all hype team, right? Mm -hmm. You know, he had a, he got held on the goal line on a pass that maybe he could have been, but you know, he didn't really get a chance to do anything in the game. You know, Josh Johnson, you know, he, you know, he's back in there throwing again. So, <laughs> I, I mean, look, you know, uh, Baltimore's execution once again. I think the thing you have to understand is Baltimore looked like they were going to be more boots, more nakeds, mm -hmm. a more conventional style, more of a passing game than, than had they had in the past. Uh, their run game still looked effective. I think they averaged almost five yards a carry in the game. Again, deceiving because they're going against Betts backups versus backup. But the foundation of the Ravens offense looked to me different than it was with Eric with, with Greg Roman. Yeah, and I'm excited to see Lamar Jackson at the quarterback, and then we see Odell and Zay Flowers and – and the whole crew out there in Baltimore oh, yeah. where it's supposed to be a, a high-flying offense or at least Bateman's a more modern off the, offense. Bateman's off of – yeah, I think Bateman's off of the IR, off of yeah, PUP, pump, so yeah. he's back in there. Yeah, so, you know, we'll get a good look at it. And I think likely is the guy that they got to get going. I mean, they have to have – we know Mark Andrews is their best receiver, right? And we know Lamar Jackson wants to throw the ball in the middle of the field. So they need likely to really contribute. And then these outside receivers have got to make plays with their feet, run after the catch. I think that's going to be really critical to this Todd Moncton offense. But, you know, look, the offensive line, they didn't play most of their starters in the offensive line. So that was also a good thing. I mean, look, Baltimore, the one thing about Baltimore, people get so caught up in the winning. I think Baltimore does such a good job of, of teaching and developing players in terms of their fundamentals and techniques. And that's why they have such a good success in the preseason. And they're able to, because, you know, they have a kicker that can make all the kicks, you know, they're able to to handle that. I mean, Tucker kicks, you know, he kicked a 60-yarder the other last night. Right? That's mid-season form. You know, and so, <laughs> yeah, he's in mid-season form. I mean, so that that's the big difference to me. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely well coached. And when you have a team that has been coached by one guy since I think what 2008, I believe it was when John Harbaugh took over as the head coach of the Ravens. Like that's you see the continuity and you see the program I, that he's been building since then. Yeah, I mean, look, the 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 the, the Eagles missed the two point player, else they win the game. Yeah, yeah, and, and we and we wouldn't be talking win streak for the Baltimore Ravens uh, in this preseason. Uh, we will talk Ravens, though, in the second hour. Jason Lockenford is going to join us at 11.15 Eastern time, 8.15 West Coast time. Get us all the skinny of what's going on there in Maryland. But let's continue with the battle for Los Angeles. The Chargers, they beat the Rams. Yeah. Chargers were getting three in this game. The game goes over the total 34-17, the final. Stetson Bennett is the guy that's drawing all the headlines. 17 of 29, 191 yards, and a touchdown pass. But you hinted at this in our first segment that Setson Bennett maybe didn't play as good as the stat line might suggest. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think you got to watch the game, right? I mean, you got to watch the tape and see it. I did this morning and, you know, look, he's a young player, even though he's an older guy, he's a young player. <clears throat> uh, you know, the Rams special teams was concerning. And I think this is one of those indicators as betters and in, as handicappers is their talent level is not to the level of most teams. Now, if Stafford's playing well, and they've got, you know, they got Cooper Cup back to two years ago level, you know, and, and Haverstein, the right tackle, and Dope Bloom. I mean, if they have all their pieces together, okay, they could be competitive. The problem is the depth of the team, which then affects the kicking game. And we saw that yesterday. 
You know, we saw that where they got the Chargers took a kick, uh, took a punt back for a touchdown. I think that's going to be a real concern for the Rams. As for Bennett, look, I thought he tried to execute. He made some throws. He was a little wild. It's the first start for him. You know, he threw a, he threw about three or four interceptions that weren't caught. But you got him in the rhythm of the game, and that's all you could expect. I, I think the lack of depth is also like that's like the big deal for the Rams here. And and I get it. Like they pretty much nuked any chance that they had of getting depth by trading away draft picks to acquire veteran guys. And, and it worked out. They won the Super Bowl. They hung the banner. Like 10 teams out of 10 would go ahead and sign up for what the Rams had over the last five, six years. But it now has come to fruition. And especially in the preseason when you need that depth to sort of play well. And then they're just kind of getting their tails kicked all over down the field. And it's, and it's a Chargers team that we yeah. know that Brandon Staley, they don't really take the preseason as seriously as some other teams there, but they pretty much won handedly. Yeah, they, well, they you know they ran away with it. I mean, they were up twenty-seven to set fourteen, you know, in the fourth quarter, and then the Rams came back and you know kind of made it a little bit more competitive. But mm-hmm. besides all that, you know, you're sitting there watching the Rams on defense, and you know, and you're like, who's really making this? You know, who's yeah. who's who is the you know who are these guys? You know, Evan Stick, the quarterback. I mean, Quentin Johnson got some reps in there. And again, once again, now, some of the starters, they played Zion Johnson at left guard in the game, but they didn't play their starting tackles. But the Rams, when you go through their defense, you're like, who are these guys? Like, <laughs> who are these guys? It, it, it's interesting. They, they play the Raiders this week. The Raiders will, will be out there to practice. I think that'll be a really good indication of where the Rams are because they'll play their players in that preseason practice. All right, let's talk some blue chips, red chips on the other side. It's the Lombardi line presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This is the Lombardi Line with former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now here is your host, Femi Abbafei, on VSEN, the sports betting network. 
Attention BetMGM customers, have a friend who loves sports as much as you do? Well, here's a chance for both of you to earn a $100 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign into your BetMGM account and click the Refer-A-Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state that you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $100 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $100 bonus as well. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions, 21 plus to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Reward issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bonus bets expire in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Massachusetts, Mississippi, and Nevada. That's where I'm sitting right now. Downtown Las Vegas, to be exact, at the Circa Resort and Casino. This is the Lombardi Line. We are presented I mean, I, by BetMGM. I, I think you should. I think you should go back and do the. You should be like the head of you know the Chicago where they they dye the uh, river green during the St. Patty's Day. You you should, <laughs> should go back there that? and like lead that parade. You, <laughs> yeah, you should be. I mean, you're a big. You're. A, I mean, I don't know how. You, you might claim you're a Cowboy fan, but I I think you got a Bears jersey. I know you have a Bears jersey all oh, yeah. over. I, I I admire it. Uh, I'm, I'm big over at Marquee. I mean, you can they, watch. They like me over you, there. you can watch. You can watch four games at one time. Why can't you root for two teams at one time? I mean, you've got you that know, unique ability. I, I only have Cowboys blue that runs through my blood, Michael. Uh, I can't. I cannot go to oh, another team God. as well. But uh, you said that you were going to get me one of those Dak Fields jerseys. That the, the little combo that we saw last year at the Cowboys Bears game. So I'm, I'm still waiting on that one. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. I have to. I have to work on that. They don't Does Amazon play. sell that? I'll go yeah, to Amazon. That might have been a custom deal. I don't know how that guy got his hands on that one, but I'm jealous, though. I got to get one of those Dak Fields things. But uh, we don't get a Cowboys-Bears game this year, but uh, I'll, I'll be watching. The, well, the Bears game will be on one of my screens all throughout the fall. We're, we're going to get well, our full well, evaluation. You watch four games. I mean, yeah, 100%. You watch four games. 100%. I mean, you know, very, only you and Will Hill. I mean, last year, I mean, we had the four on the desktop. We had another one up here. We had another one up there. Man, we, we had the whole thing churning, man. We had it churning. And it you know, like, you say that like when I go to a sports book, like when I'm at the at Circa or the mm-hmm. when we were at the South Point or doing the show from there, like I couldn't really watch. I couldn't watch. Like I I could only focus on one game. Like mm-hmm. when I would go to the Borgata to watch games, mm-hmm. it was it was overwhelming for me. And so I just would watch the one game, and you know, and that would be it. So it's hard. So no, I in a sports book, I agree with you because there's like a lot of stimulus going on. There's people, there's cheering, like that. It, it's very distracting. But at home, when like you're just in your own room in the silence of your home and all that stuff, you can have it on mute if you want. It's a little bit easier to watch multiple things at the same time. But in a sports uh, book, it's impossible. Yeah, I. Yeah, no, I, I have ever, like last night. I had the. Last night I was in I'm in Philly, so we did not get the NFL Network broadcast. We got the Philadelphia broadcast. That mm-hmm. completely went to mute. There's no way. <laughs> oh no. You know, there's just no way. Don't we have friends that work well, you on know, that? I, I don't broadcast. <laughs> well, I'm sure they do. I don't even know who the broadcasting team was. I just don't. I I kind of don't want the noise yeah. to interfere with my thoughts. I, I I think it's more about bias than anything. Like I want to mm-hmm. be able to. There's a promotional element to this, which is understandable since the the teams own the network that they're broadcasting it on. So they want to promote their players. And if you want to avoid that, if you want to kind of remain objective, you know, then you have to kind of block out the noise. Yeah. No, that is like, it's a Homer broadcast because it's intended for just that. And and it should be. And it should be. And it it should be. It should be because they are, they're promoting their teams, you know, so, which is fine. But as betters and handicappers, we have to avoid that because, 
you know, you're trying to objectively evaluate the team. Mm -hmm. You're trying to look past what the narrative is. And that's the only way you can really do your best job of handicapping. Yeah. I mean, honestly, that's a really good tip that like, especially when you hear these preseason broadcasts, know that it is the broadcast for that team. So it's always going to be painted in the most positive light. I'll give you a perfect example. You know, NFL Mm -hmm. Network was on and they were talking. I had it on. I was outside and I had the TV on when I was cleaning up and, and they were talking about Will Anderson, about he was the most dominating player. I thought they were talking about Lawrence Taylor, you know, and watch him in this game. And then when I watched the game, so the kid that the Patriots drafted in the fourth round blocked him. I mean, he blocked him. He had, you know, sometimes he rushed past the quarterback. I think he had one inside move for a tackle. But other than that, I mean, Will Anderson was nothing spectacular. I mean, he didn't have the play that Jalen Carter had against Ben Cleveland. So, like, I think sometimes your perception is you keep waiting for it, you know, and then you don't see it. So if you don't listen to it, you kind of just can evaluate the numbers, not the names. Yeah, and that's really good advice there for a lot of people that are handicapping that like to watch some of these preseason games. Like, you can't draw great conclusions, but you can get some clues in the preseason. That's what we've talked about here over the last couple of weeks. But, Michael, let's get into our blue chip and red chips. This is a series that we have going on over at the GM Shuffle podcast. We encourage everybody to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. It's Michael and myself, and we do it Mondays and Thursdays. And our most recent episode on Thursday, we talked about – the blue chip and red chip interior defensive lineman. We're going position group by position group starting next Thursday. We're going to be on the offensive side of the ball, and we will start with the old lineman, work our way all the way until the last blue chips, red chip series episode, which will be the quarterbacks the week of the regular season. But let's get to the red chip defensive tackles here, Michael. We have Cam Hayward of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Derek Brown of the Carolina Panthers, DeForest Buckner of the Colts, Christian Wilkins on the Miami Dolphins, Jonathan Allen of the Washington Commanders, and Javon Hargrave for the 49ers. Yeah, I mean, Hargrave, his production was in Philadelphia last year. All these guys on the red chip list are really, really good at rushing the passer and playing the run. They're multidimensional. They can they can dominate. Hayward was very close to being a blue chip. I, I, even at his age, he still plays at a high level. Derek Brown had his best season as a, as a pro player. He was in shape. He played relentlessly. Christian Wilkins isn't a dominant pass rusher, but he can power the pocket back, and he's really physical inside. Jonathan Allen can rush. He's different than Payne, the other Alabama tackle for Washington, because Allen really can get on an edge and create problems in the paint. So that's what we're looking for. With these defensive tackles, we have now come back to the 70s when the NFL was filled with a lot of great defensive tackles, whether it's Bob Lilly, you know, Allen Page. We had all these great defensive – Randy White. We had all these great defensive tackles. And, you know, and now it's coming back because – we're, we're no longer worried about how is he a plugger or is, can he can he get up the field? Can he move his feet to get up the field? And these guys do a great job. And you need this because the only way to stop a quarterback effectively, consistently, is to get into the paint, to get in front of them. And that's what these guys are capable of doing. Hargrave was sensational for Philly last year. Yeah, double-digit sacks for that Philadelphia Eagles interior there he was there like Fletcher Cox is the biggest name because of what he's done longevity but he obviously has taken a step back Hargrave picked up where Fletcher Cox kind of left off and was like a dominant force for that Eagles front made things easier for Hassan Reddick and Brandon Graham and all those guys on the edge of their getting after the quarterback so that's the red chips list and for those of you who are not familiar with the terms blue chips and red chips red chips are 
really good players, but they're not the elite guys. The elite guys are the blue chips, and here's that list, and it starts with Chris Jones of the Kansas City Chiefs. Aaron Donald, once again, surprise, surprise, from the Rams is on this interior defensive line blue chip list. Dexter Lawrence makes his debut for the New York Giants, Quinnen Williams of the Jets, and Jeffrey Simmons of the Titans. Well, I mean, look, Chris Jones is the best of the best last year. 15 and a half sacks, 29 quarterback pressure, hit the quarterback 29 times. You know, again, perception is Aaron Donald's the best, and there's no question Aaron Donald's a great player, Hall of Fame player. But last year, just last year only, Chris Jones was the best defensive tackle in football. His ability to take over games was really impressive. And and he is the reason the Chiefs are able to create so much pressure. And, and again, now the Chiefs play from in front, and Aaron Donald last year had never played from in front. So that's a big difference, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we, we lose sight of that. There's some defenses that are really good to play from in front. You know, we're going to see that with the Jets this year. The Jets' inability to create turnover probably had a lot to do with the fact they couldn't play from in front. If they can play from in front, they may be able to create more turnovers. I think the guy not a lot – I mean, he got a new contract, Dexter Lawrence, but he was outstanding. Third in the National Football League last year in quarterback hits. He was able to get into the paint. He was really a force. He was way better. He was much more improved uh, than he's ever been in his career. He's really taken on a a huge step. And then Quinton Williams from the Jets, another great defensive tackle. And then Simmons, to me, even though he was hurt last year – he, like Chris Jones, can take over games from time to time. And I think if he's playing, Tennessee's a much better defense. If you want to know what Chris Jones's value is, just take a look at last year's AFC title game, Bengals and the Chiefs. And it was that late third down play in the fourth quarter with about 40 seconds left. Third and eight, Chris Jones gets the sack of Joe Burrow. Bengals have to punt the ball back to the Chiefs. Chiefs end up driving down and kicking the field goal to go to the Super Bowl. Like, like well, You can make an you, argument you that they don't win a- it. Yeah, you missed an important part of that story, though. The Sly Moore punt return and then the yeah. penalty. But, yeah, you know, I mean, th- everybody who wants to dismiss special teams as not having any relevance, you know, you forget about that, right? Yeah. You know, that that return, that return was the difference. Yeah. Well, I'm not dismissing. I'm just saying it all started with Chris Jones' set. No, I, I, I didn't say you were. I'm just saying, you, get, you, get, you know, to me, Kansas City won the Super Bowl and got to the Super Bowl because of the kicking game. No doubt. Speaking of no doubt, no way, no doubt. Coming up next to start hour number two. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. (laughs) 
Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.